Hello, hello. Hey, hey, it's KJ, and welcome to another episode of the Midwest Bias Podcast. We have a fun show today with a great Midwest guest co-host, and we don't have a non-Midwestern guest or an expert guest, but we kind of mixed a little of that into the duties of the Midwest guest co-host of the day. But I do want to encourage anyone, if you fit into the non-Midwestern guest or a guest expert categories and you want to be on the show, please email me at midwestbiaspod at gmail.com and let me know you're interested. Please, it's easier than me trying to find a guest every week. So if you want to be one, let me know. All right, well, I think with that, it's time for our very popular Minnesota Sports Minute. It's the Minnesota Sports Minute. Yeah, the Minnesota Sports Minute. It's all you want in just one minute. Well, as I said last week, the Timberwolves were going to lose the series in the NBA playoffs. They did lose the series. And I did hear Michael Wilbon talking about how great John Morant is. And I agree, he is great. But he on PTI said John Morant is unstoppable. But I thought the Wolves did a pretty good job of holding John Morant down. Uh, and and they, they really should have won that series. They, they had significant leads in every game. And they coughed up those games. So now John Morant in the second round is sort of unstoppable, but he wasn't against the Wolves. So it's a good sign uh, for for next year. The Minnesota Wild, they uh, tied 1-1 in the first round of the NHL playoffs against the St. Louis Blues, another Midwestern team. Uh, Are they really, though? Hmm. Game three is tonight. And now for the most important, the Minnesota Twins. They just finished up a road trip in which they went 4-3. and three. They won the series in Tampa Bay, and they split the four-game series with Baltimore Orioles. In the process of that, Carlos Correa, the former Houston Astro, the Twins' new superstar shortstop, probably broke his finger last night in that final game with the Orioles, and he's probably going to miss a significant amount of time. Some people would say that's karma for his involvement in the Houston Astros cheating scandal but he's been instrumental in the Twins' wins here lately. They are back home at Target Field tonight, and they're going to start a nine-game homestand, and I am going to be at one of those games. And let me just say, there will be nachos. And that has been the Minnesota Sports Minute. It's the Minnesota Sports Minute. Yeah, the Minnesota Sports Minute. It's all you want in just one minute. Before we get to our Midwest guest co-host, I want to say Happy Mother's Day this coming Sunday to all of our mother listeners. And that includes you, Mama. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week happy mother's day mama all right let's get into it time for the midwest guest co-host she's the best co-host of the day yeah it's the midwest guest co-host yeah you bet you she'll know just what to say 
Well, yes, it is time for our Midwest guest co-host of the day. From the great Midwestern state of Michigan, here's Kim Wilson. Hello. Thank you for having me once again. Thanks for coming back. So I'm going to start asking people when they come on with me, what are you drinking? Oh, um, you know what? I didn't get anything special out today. I apologize. It's just water. Well, you don't have to apologize. It's basically what I, I, I'm drinking. Well, I'm kind of double fisting. I'm drinking water and I'm drinking Waterloo sparkling water and oh. watermelon flavor, which I'm shocked because I don't like watermelon, but I like this. Mm-hmm. This was a leftover from Easter that one of our relatives brought and we brought it home because nobody else wanted it. It's pretty good. Do you like regular watermelon? No. Okay. That's where I'm at. I don't like regular watermelon, but I like the watermelon flavored everything, like Jolly Ranchers. Like Jolly all Ranchers? That. Oh. Yeah. I don't mind Jolly Rancher watermelon. I just don't like the real thing. No, no. I find it useless. It is useless. It tastes mm-hmm. like water. Yeah. You're, you're, you're eating 95% water, so what's the point? Right. And a couple of seeds. Correct. Yep. So, yeah, nothing fun tonight because... I am trying to stay hydrated because tomorrow I have to do an all-liquid diet. And oh, then the next no. day I have the colonoscopy. Oh, no. I've done, I've done that before. The prep is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. This will be my second one. First one for about 15 years. Now, because I'm at a certain age where it's recommended to have every mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. So I got to do the prep tomorrow afternoon. Not looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, I had to have one about the same time, like 15 years ago, um, mm-hmm. just was having some stomach issues and they wanted same. to, they were like, oh, let's go in through the other end. And it's like, oh, do you have to? Right. And, and then uh, they don't tell you at all how terrible it is. Yeah. I mean, apparently I was hilarious though. The, the, um, the, whatever, you know, they, they put you on cause you're not completely out of it. You're still right. kind of like there. Right. Apparently, exactly, apparently yeah. I was I was fantastic. So <laughs> <laughs> I will ask them come tomorrow afternoon or two nights, whenever I have it, two days from now. What did I say? Right. Because I'm always freaked out. I'm going to say something totally inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, that's just me on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> so did you want to review the Twins Tigers series from a few weeks ago, or should we just move right on to the questions? Can we just move on? That was was awful. That was like watching Little League. Um, Especially that one game where the Twins got to walk off off the arrows. And and they just continue on. You know, I was watching the the Dodgers game on, let's see, yesterday. And they just they just don't look like they're in it right now. And I mean, maybe it's just the April, May kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, late start for spring yep. training. I don't know. Whatever it is, they got to they gotta work these issues out or they're just not going to compete again this year. Right. And, you know, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic, but it's April. So, mm-hmm. yes, the Twins are in first place right now in their division, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. Right, right. Because you never know when Cleveland's going to do what Cleveland's going to do. Right. Um, the White Sox are always a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Kansas City. I was going to say, and then there's Kansas City. Uh, they didn't look too promising no. this, in, the, in the series that I saw them in, but, you know, they're, they're okay. I think, they, I think they won this series against the Twins when they played them. Okay. Which wasn't good. Yeah, I can't remember what they did against the Tigers. It's all 
April is kind of a blur at this point in time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, well, we're just moving on. <laughs> we'll move right past that then. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this past weekend, the Hall of Famer and I were hanging out with the Boundary Water babes at, at uh, one of their cabins. Okay. And one of the babes said, you know, I would send you some questions for your podcast, but I can't think of any Midwest-specific questions except for this one. And then she told me what it was, and we'll we'll do that one later today if we have time. But it made me think that maybe I haven't been clear my whole so you're uh speaking of tangents listener yes so my whole idea behind midwest bias came from sot it was a segment we would do on that podcast when i wanted to talk oh about something they felt no one else was talking about or something i felt deserved more attention it was sort of a poke at the whole east coast bias thing Mm -hmm. you know where espn always almost always shows east coast teams like on sunday night baseball for example who wants to watch another yankees Sox game it was Mets Phillies last night. <laughs> hmm. See, so it was my, it was sort of my way of saying, "Hey, we have some good things going on here that in the Midwest that you should pay attention to, or at least give everybody some equal airplay here." Right. Anyway, that's where my idea came from, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm looking for Midwestern related questions. I'm looking for any kind of question that anybody wants to ask, and we'll just give our take on those questions as Midwesterners. Yeah, the Midwest spin. Yep. Exactly. Or it could be, you know, any, it could be either type of question. Today we have a mix of both of those questions. So it could be Midwest bias or Midwest bias. Depends on how you pronounce it, right? The emphasis on the syllable. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so maybe that'll clear things up and maybe generate a few more questions. All right. I remember Todd Takei, he sent in questions once that weren't Midwestern at all. They were like, at what speed do you listen to your podcasts? Or mm-hmm. do you know how to clean a fish was one of them. Oh. Those were great questions, Todd. So the first question and all three of these, if we get to them all, are courtesy mm-hmm. of two-fifths of the Boundary Water Babes. Okay. First question. We're we're taking you to the kitchen, okay, Kim? Okay, sounds good. Once you open a stick of butter for, you know, buttering bread or whatever you use butter for, how do you store that stick of butter after you've used whatever quantity you want to use? Do you Do you put it back in the fridge or do you set it on the counter at room temperature? I am a person that has it stored in the freezer. And then as I use a stick, I will bring it down to the refrigerator and then it lives in the refrigerator. Um, you keep it in the freezer? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's, it's, my mom basically raised me on keep a ton of stuff in the freezer and then bring it down when you want to use it. Yeah. Well, we have some butter in the freezer, or we used to, which is this really expensive Norwegian butter that we only use when we bake certain things. Mm -hmm. But everyday butter we keep in the fridge, and then we leave it out room temperature when we've opened it. But now, do you have a stick of butter for for bread, or do you use like a tub of butter? It's it's usually a stick. Okay, because I have both. I have stick butter for baking and cooking purposes. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm going to have toast, for example, that is coming out of the tub. Okay. So does the tub stay in the fridge or does the tub stay out on the counter? Tub is absolutely refrigerator. That's you get it in the refrigerator section. I keep it in the in the fridge. So So that doesn't go in the freezer. No. No, because I buy that as I use it. Okay. Well we don't use much butter for buttering bread. It's usually we just use it for baking, 
but so that's why we don't buy extra butter in a in a tub because we okay. usually use I'm most of the time I'm non-dairy so I usually use some other form of butter like ghee I've never heard of that <laughs> yeah well you don't need to start if you if you do well with butter okay but there's All ghee right. and then like if we cook with you know sometimes we'll cook with butter but Typically, if I'm going to make eggs, I'll use ghee or olive oil or something. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, after you're done with the tub of butter, then you clean out that container and it becomes the all-purpose container in the, you know, in your plastics cupboard. So you can open it and, you know, then you can store chili in there or you could store soups or any other leftovers and you get to play the game of what's really in the butter tub. Mm-hmm. Well, which is important for someone like yourself who makes mm-hmm. about eight crockpot meals a week. 100%. You, yep. you need Absolutely. those type of containers. Yep, because then you can throw it up in the freezer and uh, you're good to go. Yeah, so that brings up another thing. It sounds like if you're playing guessing games with, with what's in your container, you do not do what we do and take a piece of masking tape and label the container. No, no. I just play, I just play roulette. Okay. <laughs> Butter tub roulette. Absolutely. So do you have any, would you have any, like if you came to my house and I said you want some butter on that bread, Kim, would you have any particular worries or fears that you might become sick because the butter's been out and not refrigerated? No, no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. So this is how I grew up. My grandmother, both on both sides, always had their butter on the counter. And I think my mom does too. So, huh. So my grandma on my mom's side, I don't recall what she did because they lived six months out of the year here in Michigan and then they traveled for six months out of the year. So very rarely did I get to see her cooking. She wasn't really a big cook anyway. So then my grandma on my dad's side, she always kept it in the refrigerator. It was never out. Okay. But, you know, you have those fancy butter dishes for a reason. Yeah. I mean, my grandma will put it out for Easter, Mm -hmm. but then she would take the dish and put it back in the refrigerator. Okay. Yeah, that that does happen. That does happen. Yeah. So they would use the butter dishes, but they would use them and then put them into the the refrigerator. Okay. So I'm interested to hear, you know, whoever hears this podcast, what they do with their butter. Yeah, 100%. Okay, second question. Do you think we've handled that question? I think we beat that into the ground. Yeah, I think we're good on that one. Yep. <laughs> okay, second question. You're out with some friends or, or family or whatever. You pick them up at home or you meet them somewhere and you carpool to wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. You're the driver. Okay, so now you're done. You're, you've had a blast. And now you're dropping them off at home or at a parking lot, park and ride, whatever, wherever you picked them up from or wherever you met them. Do you make a habit of waiting until they are in the house or have started up their car before you drive away? Or do you drive away once they are out of your car? Or if you are not the driver, Mm -hmm. do you think less of the driver if they leave before you're safely in your house or in your car? Twofold question. Yeah. So number one, yes, I wait. Absolutely wait until they're in the house, wait until they're in the car safely and that everything is good to go because there's nothing worse than being stranded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, Me- you know, like uh, my cousins will wait until I turn on the light in the house to make sure that I've gotten in and everything is good. Oh, that's a good, that's a, a step beyond. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Waiting for that light to come on. Yep. So that's kind of like something that my my whole family does. Uh, if I was in the car with someone and they tried to drive away, um, I would probably smack them. Okay. So <laughs> you feel strongly about this. Uh, yeah. Only because you want to make sure that that person's okay. And then I even ask, you know, like a lot of times, um, my best friend and I live about an hour, hour and 15 from each other. Mm-hmm. So we have the habit of you text me when you get home. Yeah, so do we. So do we. So, you know, we make sure that we're both home, you know, whoever was traveling wherever, um, especially with her, because a lot of times she'll bring her kids. And so I want to make sure that her and the kids got home. Okay. So like, it's the texting, it's the just, just being a, a good human of yes. making sure that everything is okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's at first you said you want to make sure they're not stranded, but then you said you want to make sure they get not, they're getting home safe. And I look at both of those safe is, you know, you want to make sure no one comes and abducts them off the front porch while you're driving away and not paying attention. Correct. You also want to make sure that they are not stranded and they can't get in their house or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yes, I, I also wait for whatever the situation is. And I don't think that I would smack someone that didn't wait, but I don't know. I haven't been in that situation because almost everyone I know waits. Oh, no. I, w- I would get out and I would smack them. I would. That's not that's not cool. You wait for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. th- you're not in a rush. Right. I, you know, like, well, I think if that, you are in a rush. Right. You wait because that's the polite thing to do. I agree. And I wonder if there's anyone that, feels differently. Like, I wonder if this is a gendered type deal. And it might be because, you know, I was having a conversation with one of my former directors and he didn't understand why I run with pepper spray. Mm, Yeah, me too. I I run with pepper spray as well. Even when I'm out just walking, Mm -hmm. I have my pepper spray because A, you you don't know who is going to come up on you. Mm Mm-hmm. B, you don't know if an animal is going to come up on you because not all animals are friendly. So you want to make sure you're protected at all costs. And he's like, well, as a guy, I don't have to worry about that. I said, exactly. Uh huh. So that'd be interesting for anybody, but especially our male listeners. I want to know if they do this because sometimes it's chivalry. Say that 16 times. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you know, that, that a man will wait for a woman to get in the door, but would he wait for a, a ma- man to get in the door? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, because like your friend that said, I don't need, I don't need pepper spray. Right. I don't need anybody waiting for me at the front door or right, until exactly. I get in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think you've passed the Boundary Water Babes questions because- we talked about these questions a little bit this weekend. Oh, good. And it okay. sounded like there was someone in Margie. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Margie, one of the Bondwater Babes family that also would smack someone if they didn't wait. Mm-hmm. Or that they would think less of that person in yeah, general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I think we have time to cover the third question. Mm-hmm. So this is the question I was saying that is a little bit more Midwestern specific. And before, well, at least half of it is, before I 
asked you this question, I went to the website of this one particular establishment to see if Michigan even had them. And apparently Michigan has a lot of them. So the question is, Dairy Queen or Culver's? Which one is better? So Culver's did not come into the state until about the 2000s. Okay. Have you been to one? I have been to one. They are okay. Mm. Um, Welcome to delicious. It's okay. You know, um, I find their burgers okay. You know, uh, their concrete mixers are are good. But I am a Dairy Queen. If it's it's Culver's versus Dairy Queen, I am a Dairy Queen fan, uh, first and foremost. The peanut buster parfait is my favorite dessert. There's that peanut butter again. I know. Peanut butter, I mean, I've said this a million times, but peanut butter is only good when mixed with chocolate if it's a peanut Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, no, no, no. The peanut buster parfait is Spanish peanuts mm-hmm. Okay. on top of, you know, the the ice cream that has chocolate sauce on it. Okay. So there is some chocolate. See, I I like chocolate sauce. Mm-hmm. On any type of ice cream, but I don't think I'd like it with peanut butter. I don't know. Maybe I would. No, 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 no peanuts. No, no peanut butter. It's just oh, peanuts. Oh, just peanuts. So no peanut butter yeah. ice cream. Right. Okay. So dairy for for the ice cream at least you like Dairy Queen better. Right. Because well, right. Culver's has custard, so it's slightly different. Right. It's it, but, creamier and richer, I think. So here is my custard dilemma mm. when it comes to Culver's. There is a custard place that opens from April to September here in my city and it is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year um and it is well known throughout the downriver communities that this is the place you go for custard so basically from april to september culver's is out of the question for me if i want if i want custard because i'm going to bob joe's i get that especially if it's a local place too that's even better i mean in their old school they only accept cash they're just, they do it the old school way. And it's, it, the, they have two lines forming every night that go all the way out to the street. It's a huge, huge lot. Goes all the way out to the street. Okay. Everybody goes down there. So it's not that you don't like custard. Mm-hmm. You like custard. You just don't. I do. If, if I'm asking you Dairy Queen versus Culver's, you're picking. Mm-hmm. What if I asked you Dairy Queen versus Bob Joe's? Well, Dairy Queen is open year round. So mm-hmm. I can go to Dairy Queen anytime. Bob Joe's, I exclusively go to between April and September. Okay, so April through September, you don't go to Dairy Queen? Nope. Unless you're like on the road somewhere and there's no Bob Joe's. Right. And and for full disclosure, too, we don't have a lot of the Dairy Queen uh, grill and chills, which Mm -hmm. have the, you know, the the hamburger portion, the food. Um, We just got one not too long ago. All of ours are just the small self-serve, just all ice cream or ice cream cakes. Okay. That's the same here because I, when I was thinking about this question, I'm like, well, you can't really compare those two because Culver's has food and Dairy Queen doesn't. And then I'm like, oh, wait, yes, they do. Some of them. Mm-hmm. So do you like the Dairy Queen burger over the Culver's burger? The butter burger, as Culver's calls it? 
I do like their cheeseburgers. I don't know why. I like the Dairy Queen cheeseburger. I think it's because it's more simplistic than this butter burger and all this nonsense. Or It's fine. It, it, Culver's is fine. In a pinch, I will go there if I'm desperate and I've passed all you know, 20 different uh, fast food restaurants. And I'm like, okay, well, I might as well just go here. Okay. Now, speaking of the butter burger, I wonder if Culver's leaves their butter out or if they refrigerate it. Ooh. Or we should it. ask them. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of butter, it, I'm just reminded that we should really ask Jenny Robbins. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Because Jenny was on, she was the three B's expert. Bourbon, butter, and what was the third one? Uh, oh dear, this is bad. Oh dear, I might have to cut cut this. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon, oh. butter, and bacon. Hall of Famer coming through. Bourbon, butter, and bacon. Bacon or baking? Bacon, B A C O N, bacon. Okay, the Hall of Famer maybe didn't come through, but she helped me come to my answer. <laughs> thought it was B-A-K-I-M-G. <laughs> Close enough. Okay. All right. So anyway, Jenny, if you're listening, can you leave, what do you do as a butter expert? Leave it out or put it in the fridge or the freezer? So Kim, I don't know if the Boundary Water Babe would agree with you on this question. Okay. I don't know. We didn't, that one we didn't answer. For me, it's Culver's all the way. I don't like soft serve ice cream, so mm-hmm. I'm always going to choose custard. And and I don't usually, if I'm going to go to Dairy Queen or Culver's, like an ice cream place, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not there for the food, so I'm going to find a different place for food. Okay. Right. But their burgers at Culver's are pretty good. We usually get the kids' meal at Culver's, so here's a little tip. Have you ever gotten the kids' meal? No. So the kids' meal is a small cheeseburger, mm-hmm. a little pocket of fries, or you can opt to get like a healthy like apple slice, but come on, get the fries. What's what's the point at that? You know, you're exactly. already there. You got a burger, you, and then you get a sundae, and you can choose. You can pay extra if you want to add. We usually get the sundae with vanilla custard, no chocolate custard, chocolate, a hot fudge, and cookie mm-hmm. dough topping. Ooh, I like that combo. So you pay like a quarter or fifty cents extra for those toppings, or if you don't want the sundae that day. You take the little tag and you bring that back later if you're feeling just a little ice cream oh, next time. And it's like, okay. well, it used to be under $5. Now it's a little more expensive. So we almost always get the kids meal at, at Culver's. Okay. That's a good tip. I just, I have to pass so many other restaurants to get to the Culver's that, uh-huh. you know, yeah. it's, it's, I would have to make a specific trip to go to Culver's. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's not in my, it's just not in my uh, rotation shall we say. I understand. Dairy Queen's not in mine, and Culver's really Mm -hmm. isn't either, because we have another little local place that has the best ice cream in town. Okay. So there you have it. Yep. Okay, I think we we did a pretty good job on that Dairy Queen versus Culver's. Absolutely. And I'm sure there are other places. We know Dairy Queen is nationwide, but I'm sure there are other smaller places, like a Bob Joe's or Mm -hmm. a Culver's, that mm-hmm. other people that are not from the Midwest are listening to this and they're like, well, you don't even know this is the place to go, which right. I'd like to know because I've got a lot of road trips this summer and I need to know where to go. Well, you know, there's always Sonic as well. 
which I don't know if they have a lot of Sonics in, in Minnesota. There are some Sonics here. We always see Sonics when we go out west. I have mm-hmm. never been to Sonic. Oh, well, let me tell you, you do need to try that at some point in time. They have delicious uh, limeades and lemonades and different uh, different drinks. So it's kind of like a burger, hot dog, chicken, mm-hmm. you know, like the basic stuff that you would get. But it's their drink menu that um, the slushies, everything. Yeah. And then they also have ice cream. Yeah. You know, and I've seen the commercials for then they're kind of dumb commercials, but the ice cream like sundaes and stuff look delicious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And that is actually closer to me than Culver's. So, um, and it's right across the street from where I go grocery shopping a lot of times. So (laughs) therefore I may stop in a a time or two, uh, especially from two to four when they have a happy hour and drinks are half off. Every day? Yes. Two to four happy hour drinks are half off. Great. Yes. Yep. Now you reminded me, I never told you my favorite. You said you like the peanut buster parfait. Yes. My favorite at Dairy Queen Used to be a nerd's blizzard. Oh, okay. When I liked more candy and ice cream. <laughs> now I don't, I couldn't eat one of those. But mm-hmm. I like, um, they have like this, it's a cookie dough blast or something, blizzard. That's my favorite. But growing up, when I was trying not to eat so much ice cream, I would always get the Mr. Misty float. Yes, yes. So you get the I, the blue raspberry, which is my favorite type of slushy. Mm-hmm. And then, then they add that ice cream on the side of it. I've honestly never gotten one of those. Yeah. So not not the, just the float, but the ice cream added. It's sort of like a sort of like a slush float, like a root beer float, but slush and not nice. root beer flavored. So right. just like a root beer float. <laughs> okay. So now we've we've got that out of the way. We do. I don't know. How are we for time? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Because I do want to ask you. I don't, you know, you've been on the show multiple times, and I don't think we've asked you the donut coffee shop debate question before. No, have we? no, no. And or for that matter, the gas station bathroom question. Right. Should I go over the question again, or do um, most people know the, what the question is? I would think that most people know that question by now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's do the donut coffee shop question first. Okay. So the donut coffee shop question. So this is an interesting conundrum uh, because I don't eat in donut coffee shops really at all. You don't have donuts or coffee? No, no, no. I have donuts and I have coffee, but I don't eat it in the shops. Well, yeah, you take it home. I take it home. But I will go to separate places for my donuts and coffee. So uh, if I am going to go out for coffee, it is Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Oh, okay. And then if I'm going to donuts, I'm going to this very little mom and pop shop that actually my grandpa used to uh, sit at the counter at every day. Oh, I love that. And eat his donuts and, and, and his coffee. They're just a nice little family run donut shop. I've never had their coffee. I don't know mm-hmm. um, if their coffee is any good. So, I, you know, I do have, I do think I have issue with bringing in food <laughs> to places that already have food. So I don't, I don't think I would be that person to bring uh-huh. food from another place into another place that already maybe sells a similar 
type of food or, uh-huh. or, you know, or that. So, so what if at the time they didn't sell that though? Yeah. I mean, at the time I could see where that's, that's a possibility, but I would still maybe see if they had any signs up that said no, no outside food allowed. Yeah, they don't. Okay. But we haven't done that again now because they have donuts there that they sell. So we haven't okay. done that. Right. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be that person though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you've never like, even in college, like I remember when it was like 2 a.m. and we were had the munchies and everybody wanted pizza, but I didn't like pizza at that time. I don't like tomato based. So nowadays I like okay. pizza, but I usually buy, I usually get like a barbecue chicken pizza. So I don't like the traditional pizza. Mm-hmm. So they would go to the pizza place and I would go across the street to Taco Bell and I'd bring my Taco Bell over to Pizza Hut. Okay. All right. I could see that as a, as a college thing to do. <laughs> okay. But once I'm an adult and grown up, I can't do that, huh? Possibly. I did not enter college until I started my my associate's degree at 27. So my uh, so I don't have all the college experiences that everybody else has. Oh, okay. I see what um, you're saying. Yeah, I finished up my bachelor's degree when I was I think 35. Okay. So um, so I was you know already established in a full-time career, had my house, everything. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Probably not living in the dorms. No, no, not at all. Um, I did get to experience a dorm experience, uh, though, when I did the study abroad class that I did. I studied abroad in China for two weeks, and they actually put us in a university dorm room. Okay, so you kind of got the idea. So yeah, um, and the poor... Chinese students didn't know what to call me because typically they call a, an elder person by like their married name or anything or, or something um, similar to that. And so I said, just call me Kim. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, we can't do that. Can we call you Miss Kim? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, call me whatever you want. Just, you know, be there when I need something translated and we'll be good uh-huh. to go. <laughs> Now, would, speaking of China, would you would would you want to go back to China right now? Not right now. It seems so scary to me to go there now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go back now. I don't know if that flight is really in me for the future either. Um, yeah, that's like a, 15 hours, right? It was a 14, 14 and a half direct flight from Detroit. And um, the person oh, next yuck. to me... This is where I learned I can't sit in uh, window seats because the person next to me slept and I just cannot sleep on planes. I'm sure I like nodded off and I had to get up and go to the bathroom, but they were sleeping and they also didn't speak English. Oh, so that was um, a bit of a, uh, a situation for me. So that's when I learned we don't take window seats on anything that's over maybe, I don't know, two, three hours. Okay. What about the middle seat? Same. Um, Do I have to crawl over one person? So for the international flight, that only had two seats on each side and then like six seats in the middle. This was wild. I, you know, obviously in international flight, I'm not going to do that probably too many times in my lifetime. Uh-huh. But uh, it was, they fed us great. It was a great experience. I just wish I could have gotten up to, to use the, yeah. the restroom a little bit more. Or at least walk up and down the aisles because I was really starting to uh, feel just trapped. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to get up and walk um, and really couldn't 
get that done. So, yeah, that 14 hours with no sleep, my goodness. How many days did it take you to recover? Um, I think I finally recovered as we were getting ready to come back. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Okay, so what about the gas station bathroom question? Uh, gas station bathroom, I will be the person that goes into the gas station, uses the bathroom, and not purchase anything. Okay, so we're at least aligned yeah. on that one. Yeah, so, and especially uh, like you were saying last week, if you can get in on a side door that they can't see you, like mm -hmm. at a McDonald's, you know, highly recommend that. But I also, I will be the person that stops at rest areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, they have not scared me off. I know that it scares off other people, but they do not scare me. So I will use a rest area. If it looks shady, obviously I'm not going to stay there long. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, I try and, and stop at those. Yeah, I don't necessarily like to go to them on my own. I will, but if we're together, we will go. Mm -hmm. And especially if we have Rue with us, then she has a place to go to the bathroom too. Versus right. the, you know, gas station parking lot or McDonald's parking lot. Right, exactly. And it's a place, like, if if you want to maybe play catch with her for a little bit, you can do yeah. that as well. Get some energy out of her. Yep, and sometimes we will pack our meals ahead of time and have a picnic at the rest, rest areas if it's a oh, nice day out nice. for lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so thank you for, you know, indulging me in, in those questions. Yeah, now, absolutely. Because we don't have a non-Midwestern or an expert guest this week, I thought it would be fun to have you answer a wheel question. Okay. But I feel like you have answered a wheel question before. I have, but I honestly can't remember what it was. Well, as I was reading through the questions, I remember which one it was. Okay. So we may have to end up, we'll have to see what our spinning the wheel, what our spinner picks up because we might have to, we might have to do it a few times if we land on the same question. Okay. Okay. So let's get the wheel out and ask a wheel question for once. All right, here we go. Ready? Let's roll. Oh, it did land on a previous question you've answered. So one more time. All right. Number one. Okay, this one you, I don't think you've answered. In fact, I don't think this has been answered at all, ever. So here oh, we cool. go. Oh, cool. All right. I've heard that Runza sandwiches are a Midwest thing, or at least a Nebraska thing. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you can think of that is a Michigan thing? And if so, other than geography, what makes it a Michigan thing? Well, I mean, the, the Detroit Coney, I feel like is something, you know, that, that definitely if you're going down to the baseball game, you would hit American Coney or Lafayette Coney and get the Coney dogs there. Um, but then also there's the pasty. Oh, the pasty. Yep. Yep. Which is mostly a Northern uh, Michigan thing. So, you know, more, more towards um, the upper peninsula, but uh, mm -hmm. there's actually a pasty shop right down the road from me that every day I think, man, I should go stop there for lunch. And have I done that yet? No, um, no. but I have stopped there previously and it's amazing. So the first time I ever had a pasty in my life was not that long ago at my sister-in-law's mother's funeral. They served pasties, homemade. They're, they were in northern Minnesota, so it's a mm -hmm. big deal there too, homemade. They were excellent. 
Now, did they serve them? Did they serve them with ketchup or gravy? Ooh, there was no ketchup. Okay. I think it was gravy. Okay, because that is also a huge debate. Oh. Ketchup or gravy. I got into an argument with a person who has family ties to Minnesota, and she Mm. said, by far, it's ketchup. And I said, no, it's gravy. Okay, well, let me ask the Hall of Famer if she remembers, because if it's it's food, she's typically going to remember better than me. All right. A pasty at Catherine's funeral? Did it have, was it served with gravy or ketchup? I could have either. You could have either. Oh, okay. They must have been aware of the debate. Thank you. Right. They must have been aware of the debate and just said, we're not going to argue here. It's a funeral. Let's right. just, you pick what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is like a big thing. So. I don't think I used any. Is that a problem? I don't think I used any sauce. No, that's fine. If you want to eat it dry. Because I find them typically, you know, like when I'm thinking of like the crust and everything involved, a lot of times it does end up being a little bit on the drier side. Okay. Well, this was really soft and warm warm out of the oven. Yeah, it was great. Sounds so good. I'm starting to get hungry. Um, Well, yeah, it is about that time. (laughs) It is is dinner time. Um, I am a gravy person. I love gravy. I think it's just amazing on those. Yeah. Gravy's great. Mm Mm-hmm. So the so when I first saw the word pasty, which I don't think I uh, I I'd have never had anybody pronounce it to me before, I thought right. it was paste. I thought it was pasty. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> a pasty is a completely different thing. Right? Yeah, completely different topic. Um, don't want to <laughs> yeah. know about your gravy or ketchup preferences. That's on you. you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, so I didn't realize that I would expect paste, pasties. <laughs> Pasties to be upper <laughs> Michigan, but not Detroit. So that's interesting. Yeah. And Coney dogs. Okay. Coney the, dogs. the Coney dogs. Yeah. And Detroit Coney is a, is that something that's been around a long, long time? Like uh, Coney Island? Yes. So the American and Lafayette Coney's, it was originally, I think American was the first one. And then the family got into a dispute and they put up a shop right next door and it's Lafayette. So it is two families, longtime legacy. I couldn't tell you how long they are without looking it up, um, how long they've been mm-hmm. down there. But it's been, I think, since the 1920s, at least. That's great. And the yeah. nice thing is that it's a win-win for the public because now they have two choices right next door to each other. Absolutely. And they do have different flavors. Um, I actually worked in a building that was right across the street from them. So one day I went over to American and then one day I went over to Lafayette. Um, I prefer American Coney, but I know family members that prefer Lafayette. So um, it's very much about the whatever spices they put into the chili uh, that make the, the Coney good. So You know what? The Hall of Famer and I are overdue for a return trip to Detroit. So, you know, I think we're going to have to try some of these things you've mentioned today. Absolutely. Come on down. We loved our trip to Detroit. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed visiting Detroit. So we will be back at some point. All right. It might have to be when Comerica Park is no more and they build a new stadium. Oh, that's going to take a hot minute. You know, it celebrated, yeah. let's see, I think this is 20, year 22. No way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Stadium has been gone that long? Yes. Oh, sad. I love Tiger Stadium. 
Yeah, it was it was the best. It was so much fun. It was due. Yeah, yeah, it was it, the the maintenance on the building was just not going to be. It just wasn't. It wasn't maintained well enough, like Fenway, to be revitalized in any way, shape, or form. And now, now when you go back to the where the the site of where it was, it just looks mm-hmm. so small compared to you know. It doesn't look like a baseball field could be put there. Oh, actually, now if you go back, because I can't, I can't remember when was the last time you went there. Oh boy, it was probably oh nine or twenty ten, something like that. Okay, so now when you look at the Michigan in Trumbull Corner, it is a completely different landscape, and I, I miss it almost every time. And mind you, I drive down there all the time. But what they have done is they have created a ballpark there. Um, which is used by the Detroit uh, Police Athletic League. So they put together um, small little leagues for younger kids to play ball and then also interact with the um, with the police officers as kind of a, you know, uh, a community thing. But then they also built condos and apartments on there. And so it's just this overblown. It looks gross. I'm not going to lie. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it does not look good. Okay, there was definitely, there was nothing there. It was just grass when we were there. Yeah, no, it would be a completely different uh, thing to look at if you saw it now. Next time I'm down there, I'll take pictures and I'll I'll send them to you. Okay. Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining me again on, on Midwest Bias. Yeah, anytime. This has been awesome. It's been a really good Central Standard Time having you on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod, and you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net. Or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias. Get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, No worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. By far, it's ketchup. And I said, no, it's gravy.